Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Vendo Velocity. I couldn't bring on anyone else other than our famous Michelle Long here on the Vendo side of the business. So Michelle's been on Vendo Velocity a couple times now, of course, always brings some great insights, um, leads our Walmart advertising uh, team. She is the director of Walmart advertising. So Michelle, I'll allow you to introduce yourself and just run through how long you've been at Vendo for those who haven't met you yet. Yeah, for sure. Um, excited to be back. Um, I've been at Vendo for a little over five years now. Um, feels much longer, but <laughs> excited to still be here and just watch the growth over the last year. Um, for those who don't know me, um, I run basically our team that manages all of our um, on-site advertising capabilities within Walmart. Um, and recently, we've also added on some DSP capabilities. So excited to be here to talk New Year, New You, some recent updates. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be great. And so how we're going to structure today's podcast is we'll go through a few of the bigger Amazon updates first, and then Michelle will hop into some of the larger updates as it pertains to Walmart advertising. And then we'll just have a bit of a segment to run through New Year, New You. Um, but we're excited to get on started here. A few things in the Amazon space in particular. Uh, number one thing that came down to sellers this week was specifically Amazon announcing fee increases in the new year. So um, different types of fee increases heading our way here for sellers. And to no surprise, usually after holiday peak periods, we'll get a bit of an insight into what these fees will look like for the 2024 period. So a few of the bigger ones that we just want our audience to be aware of. One is an, in, is an inbound placement service fee for both standard and large bulky size products. And how Amazon is posing this is that this is reflecting Amazon's cost to distribute inventory to fulfillment centers close to customers. So as Amazon always stresses, placing inventory as close to the customer as possible speeds up the orders on Amazon side. But we also know that it's also due to the fact that they can cut costs. So what they're doing is that they will begin charging separately for both inbound and outbound activities. They're passing some of these costs along to the sellers. So the fees are going to average about 27 cents per unit for standard size and then about $1.58 um, for bulky. So um, you're going to have the option to pay reduced fees or even no fees if you send your um, send your product to a single location or to multiple locations, but more to come there. Um, how it will work is effective March 1st, 2024, you are going to be charged these fees 45 days after your products are received. So if you start to see some inbound placement service fees um, come on to your payments reports, that is what it is. Um, it is an inbound placement service fee that is being passed along to the customer or passed along to the seller due to where the inventory is going to be um, positioned within network. Um, so, Michelle, always, always interesting to see Amazon increasing fees on the Walmart side. I know we're going to talk a little bit about Walmart Connect specifically and maybe how um, some sellers can move to self-serve and, and cut some costs there. But while yeah. we're still on the topic of fees, another big thing that I wanted to discuss here was just low inventory level fees. So Michelle, just something to look out for on the Walmart side, hopefully not coming anytime soon. Um, but the big update here is that Amazon is introducing a low inventory level fee for standard size products. 
meaning we know that long-term storage fees exist. But now, if you don't have enough inventory in the fulfillment centers, Amazon is going to penalize you. Um, so these fees are going to be starting on April 1st, 2024. So you have a little bit longer than you do for those inbound service placement fees. Um, but of course, what Amazon is saying that is that if the product isn't available to the customer, then that affects their ability to distribute the products across the network. And it really does um, diminish the customer experience on site when these products aren't available. So again, more and more important um, that you are paying close attention to weeks of supply on hand, because if you don't have strong weeks of supply on hand, then you will get dinged for not having enough inventory now. Um, on the flip side of this, they are going to lower monthly storage fees, meaning that, um, as we know, you do pay storage fees just to house your inventory within Amazon FBA. But for standard size products, that's going to lower by about nine cents per cubic foot. So at least they're helping out a little bit on the, the typical storage fees that you'll incur, but um, definitely some outsized gains that sellers will probably incur from the fact that now they'll have to have very strong um, inventory levels at Amazon FBA. Okay, perfect. So those were the big changes regarding Amazon fees specifically. We'll dive into a few of the other changes. But first and foremost, while we're on the topic of new updates, um, I did want Michelle to speak a little bit about what was coming down on the Walmart advertising side of the business, because we're excited about some of those changes there. So Michelle, I'll let you take it away. Yeah, for sure. Well, I will I will keep the theme running and talk about some updated fees that we have <laughs> next year. Um, so just so everyone knows, um, up until this point, um, you could run a Walmart Connect managed service campaign. So that typically consists of an on-site and off-site display component. Um, and, and previously, there was no fee associated with that management. So, you know, you could come in, run a $100,000 campaign, and you're going to get that full 100 k spent on your media. Um, well, starting in 2024, I think um, the the start time for this is around April. Um, there is now going to be a managed service fee of 15%, um, which will be withdrawn from the total of, of the uh, display budget. So essentially, you know, you can take that 15% out of whatever total um, you, you give to Walmart, and then the remaining is going to be your actual managed media. So a big change in the Walmart space. Um, also with that, I think it just becomes more important to enhance your self-serve capabilities, right? So we just recently um, added on a partnership with the trade desk on our side to allow our suppliers to have more control over their DSP management, which previously they were um, having to work directly with Walmart Connect. So um, obviously, you know, there are fees associated with that, but just what we've done kind of early analysis wise, it, it does look like it's going to be more cost efficient for suppliers to go self-serve route, even through the trade desk. Um, and and, and through potentially an agency like us, um, just in terms of when we're looking at that 15%, it can it can be pretty hefty depending on kind of what media you're running um, for your Walmart strategy as a whole. So just a little fee update on our side. I'm sure, um, you know, as Walmart continues to grow, we'll see some of it more aligned on like we see on the Amazon side. Um, so that was a big one that came through this week. Michelle, um, real quick, because a lot of our sellers or a lot of our viewers on the Walmart side who are particularly interested in the advertising updates might not be familiar with DSP in general, yeah. with Walmart, since it is yeah. newer. Can you kind of explain um, what that brings to um, advertisers now on the Walmart side? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's a great point. I think we have gotten a lot more interest um, recently as well. I know DSP on Amazon, um, we've been running for a while now, but essentially what this is allowing us to do through a partnership with the trade desk is offsite retargeting right, right back to Walmart. So, you know, serving that ad on the weather channel, showing our Walmart listing and, and sending them right back over. So the reason we have our partnership with the trade desk though, is we are getting the audiences actually directly from Walmart. So that first party data that that's very crucial to the success of the business um, and, and using that to build out the campaign. So um, it's great. Um, we, we've enjoyed working with the trade desk so far. Um, and we just recently actually launched our first um, group of campaigns this month. So very early on for us as an agency, but I'm sure I'll hop back on Venda Velocity in a couple <laughs> months and have some more updates there. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, the other big update on the Walmart ad side um, is you are now able to drive your sponsored brand ads. So those traditional headline ads that we see on Walmart and Amazon to brand shops and shelves. I know um, the Amazon side of things, y'all have been able to do this for a while now, but it's something we've been really excited about um, just because we know when you are able to build out that curated experience in a brand shop, showcase a little bit more of your product story, your innovation, whatever that looks like. Um, and, and it tends to lead to an increase in conversion. So that actually rolled out the week of Black Friday, um, <laughs> which is very interesting for Walmart to roll that out in that time period. So we did have some suppliers say, you know, wait, we're going to hold, let the week kind of settle, and then we'll make our updates. So we don't have a ton of initial data on those changes, but we are expecting an increase in conversion rates. And it will be interesting to see the adoption of that for New Year, New You, which we're going to be talking about later here today, because as Michelle's saying, Black Friday is a crucial time. And when we we know that when Walmart typically rolls something out, there are some kinks around that um, as far as the execution. So will be very interesting. But I know Michelle and team are all over that because, of course, we want to test and learn um, to really understand conversion rate, grow as and the overall impact of running two brand shops now um, on just sales top line as well, both in store and online. So that's that's super exciting, Michelle, um, that they're finally starting to come around to that. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So before we go into um, New Year, New You in particular, I did want to review a few things while we're on the topic of advertising, specifically for um, the Amazon side of the business. So just something for you to look out for in your Amazon advertising console is that um, Amazon has started to label different tag, different products within your sponsored product campaigns. Um, and what they're doing is they're identifying these particular products with things like, oh, this is a brand building product. This is a new product. This is a trending product. Or this is one in which we see forecasted demand for. So if you start to see some of those tags on your products, definitely review them. Of course, you're aware of your um, assortment. So you understand which products are mainly for brand building, um, which products are new and which are trending. But this will allow you to easily identify maybe any gaps in your advertising strategy um, that you're already that you're not already pushing through your campaigns. So for example, um, if you see a benchmarking tab, then that it, that consumes products that saw unit sales trend or a conversion rate lower than similar products. 
So that's something that on the advertising side, you probably need to um, make sure that your account strategist over your business is well aware of, okay, hey, conversion rates are lower here. What can we do with the listing? So again, it just combines uh, the organic side of your business with your advertising side of your business and allows you to optimize not just your ad campaigns, but also your listings as a whole. So great to see that um, Amazon is starting to pinpoint some of those opportunities within each of the individual product lines there. But um, enough of new updates. We definitely want to shake things up a bit and talk about 2024 overall, um, because I think if we take a step back, Amazon and Walmart have both undergone tremendous change in 2023. And I think if I remember correctly, Michelle and I actually did a podcast to talk New Year, New You last year. So it seems like forever ago. Um, but strategies are more or less the same, but with these new updates, a little bit different. So Michelle, I'll pass it over to you first, because yeah. I think uh, you obviously play a very large part in the strategic build of New Year, New You on the Walmart side. And there's going to be some similarities there. So what are you recommending to brands? Um, you could speak specifically to the advertising piece, but I also know that uh, you started here as an account manager. So um, <laughs> you have a wealth of knowledge there. Just as far as within these next few weeks, as brands are coming out of the holiday season, how should they be preparing for New Year, New You? Yeah. Um, so there are a couple new kind of trends we've been seeing on the Walmart side. So I think previously, um, you know, we had a lot of supplier education around advertising going on last year for Walmart. Um, a lot of suppliers were really just kind of getting their feet wet from a search perspective, you know, checking all the boxes, running sponsored products, sponsored brands, right? Well, we know videos were introduced this year. So ensuring that you have video campaigns running on your big top priority SKUs for new year, new you will be very crucial. Um, I know that was also a very similar strategy for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, just making sure you're supporting your big ticket items, um, especially if you have a lot of inventory on those SKUs, getting that visibility as on Walmart, that video ad, you know, essentially takes up a whole row of search um, and, and it's very visible to the consumer. And we've seen a lot of engagement and impressions there. So I definitely take advantage of that. That's in our media mix for all our suppliers for new, new, new year, new you. Um, the other piece that we've seen kind of change this year is, is more, um, more suppliers leaning into the display side of things. I know we briefly talked about DSP, but uh, last year it was, um, you know, a few brands here and there were running some managed service campaigns through Walmart Connect, but this year the appetite for self-service through um, DSS, so Walmart's display self-service, um, has, has grown. So we will definitely be recommending to all our suppliers to at least supporting, you know, key items, like I said, with the videos for some of those on-site display ads and DSP as well. So I think really the growth this year for us has been kind of expanding that media mix outside of just really focusing on search, but layering in the display tactics overall, um, even for maybe not our larger suppliers, right? Because they were able to kind of access some of that last year, um, but really bringing in our smaller level suppliers too and, and getting them some self-serve um, from a DSP and a display on-site for perspective. That's a great point. And while we're on the topic of media mix, I know just over the last few years, a big question that will always come out of the Amazon space is when you're looking at these different campaign types um, that you can run when you now have the ability for on-site display, uh, DSP in general, and then now the ability to run video, how much of that, Michelle, are you recommending? Like if you had, and I know this varies by category, but more generally a percentage breakdown for each of those different 
um, campaign types for maybe a supplier who is um, more of an emerging brand and yeah. they haven't tested ads as much in the past. Um, what would you recommend there? And then maybe for a m- more mature brand, how would that media mix change? Yeah, um, that's a great point. So I think um, obviously this kind of comes down to an awareness play, right? Um, we do have some suppliers that prefer to like front load display, especially when they need to really build awareness, understanding like the the shopper doesn't know that you're at Walmart, right? Um, so bringing in some of that um, and even using external tactics like influencer marketing to, to level up some of that as well. So typically we don't necessarily recommend more than 30% of your media spend going to display or DSP in general. We like to at least keep, you know, 70% of that to the lower funnel tactics like search. Um, so that's kind of our standard, um, just media mix bundle. But for new and emerging brands, we do typically want to rely more on the display DSP tactics and the influencer marketing marketing tactics and some of these more upper funnel strategies to bring you know customers into the fold and, and get them educated on hey you know we're at Walmart and we've seen that work really well. So I think it depends on the brand in the space, but usually we see you know that might be you know. goes into some of those upper funnel tactics early on. And then we kind of trickle that out over time. So I do think it's pretty dependent on the category, uh, but that's what we've seen has worked really well over the last year. That's that's great insight. And then when you talk about sponsored brand video, I, I do believe we owe our audience an update on this because the last time you and I had talked, yeah. video was just becoming available. Yeah. Um, and what we were really wondering was are CPCs for this video placement uh, slot going to be increasing as um, different suppliers got on board with it. So what have you seen as far as the effectiveness of video? Is that something that you recommend um, leaning into heavily? Is Has it been highly adopted or thoughts yeah. on that? Yeah, um, it's, it's interesting that you bring this up because we were just talking internally about this last week because we're seeing some very interesting trends, especially in the toy space right now, where sponsored products on these top keywords, you know, you're talking CPCs over $7 on, on keywords that we need to win. So we've been layering in some sponsored brand and sponsored video placements to actually help lower our cost per clicks in some instances. So it's been very interesting to see the trends over time, especially because we know this really just got released to all suppliers and September. So this is our first Q4 even testing video ads. Um, So it's been very interesting just trying to monitor CPCs over time. I will see, I will say some spaces obviously are seeing much better from like a conversion standpoint where others are definitely more awareness driving, high impressions, not necessarily a lot of clicks, Um, but kind of just goes back to the category. Um, Like obviously we know the toy space is very hot right now. So those trends are looking very different than when we talk protein supplements and what we're expecting for new year, new you. So overall, um, I will say the performance has been better than we anticipated it being. Uh, But I think over time, it will be interesting to see what Walmart does from a CPC perspective, because they still have that bid minimum in place of $1.30 on those placements. So will that go away? Will it be reduced down to the same as sponsored brands at a dollar? We don't know yet, but um, I have heard some rumors that some of that is being discussed on their end as well. Awesome. Okay. That's great to hear. Um, And then just so our audience knows, as far as New Year, New You, um, and really who that's best suited for, a lot of the times we'll see like any sort of fitness supplement brand, grocery brands in general, where, you know, there's a health and household focus on on change and uh, bettering yourself, 
um, health in general is sees a big uptick at this time. So a lot of you may be thinking like, okay, Black Friday, Cyber Monday might have been not as large as I had anticipated um, as a health brand. And yes, we saw the same thing. Um, there was still probably a 2x lift in daily sales um, for a lot of these health and household brands at the minimum. But New Year, New You is really the time to shine. So you have engaged a lot of new customers that may not have purchased from you um, in this holiday period that you can now remarket to using some of these tactics Michelle is talking about, like DSP um, and some of these more upper, upper funnel strategies, um, as well as lower funnel, like even some promotional strategies like brand tailored promotions on the Amazon side, because you can look at your brand cart abandoners for the last 90 days and say, hey, I want to re-engage that cohort. They might have added their product to the cart, but they didn't purchase from me. Um, so now I want to make sure that I offer them a bit of an incentive there to repurchase. So it's also important that you're re-engaging with all of these new customers who have may who may have seen your brand for the first time during uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And this is where some of the things that Michelle's talking about as far as display um, can really fit into your media mix for the new year. As you focus on ROAS and you focus on driving conversion, bottom of the funnel, but you're also making sure that those retargeting strategies are um, very much at place there. So yeah. really quick on that too, just a little nugget for the group. Um, retargeting is, is now available on Walmart as well. It is a closed beta. Um, so very few suppliers have gotten access to it, but something we're very excited about. So um, more to come there, but I, I know it's a new tactic on our end and and they're doing some testing right now. So I'll have to come back Delaney and just share more on that one too. We already have you slated, Michelle, little do you know. <laughs> but yes, also on, on just the whole add to cart function in specific, um, there's so much data. And I know that Michelle and I definitely geek out over the data and just understanding how how can we optimize into the new year looking at the data? So I'd say we both probably have the same advice there is analyze all of the data that you have from this peak period. But even from beyond that, look at what you did um, last year during this new year, new year time frame, if this isn't your first go around and understand what the relationship is between um, impression share, add to cart share, click share, purchase share on all of your top keywords, because you can likely identify um, some gaps in your strategy from previous years where you're able to optimize that further. So now Amazon has added add to carts within the ad console, um, which they didn't previously have, which is great insight because you can see, okay, are there particular keywords where maybe the customer is adding to cart more often, but they're not making that final uh, purchase. So your conversion rate isn't as high. There's a ton of things in that case where you can go back to the listing and say, okay, well, this time around, I really want to make sure that I, I finish this purchase for the customer here. Um, so definitely look at the data. Michelle, on the Walmart side of the business, I know data is a little bit li more limited, but it has progressed a decent yeah. amount. So going into New Year, New You, what would you recommend to sellers as far as um, advertising specific data that is most important for them to, to look into? Honestly, I think you you hit all of them on the head that we'll be looking at as well. I think that obviously the only one we're missing is kind of that add to cart KPI. Um, but we now have the impression share reports available too. those kind of came available a few months back. So 
essentially we're looking at it the same way y'all are just probably going to be missing a couple. Um, but our recommendations honestly tend to mirror each other on both sides of the aisle at this point, just with Walmart's capabilities expanding in the last year. So I recommend doing exactly the same thing. Figure out what didn't work last year. Um, take advantage of the historical data you have and and ramp up again this year and and see some increases in KPIs. There you go. And then my last point here is just understanding your competition. Um, And I think that's a big point for us because you want to understand who did well last year and how you can take market share from them as well during this period. What are they doing with their listings? There's a ton of third-party tools, but there's also a ton of Amazon and Walmart specific tools where you can understand um, maybe how some of these competitors have a higher leg up than you, whether it comes to their pricing strategy or their listing optimization as a whole, or even their ad strategy. Um, If you have been following Bradley's podcast on Helium 10, he talks a lot about different keyword strategies during this time. Um, We definitely implement those very heavily, but you can pretty much see your competitor's direct advertising strategy um, using Helium 10 and which keywords they're going after. So, um, Michelle, I know that from a share of voice perspective, that's something that you look at heavily. But can you speak about how on the Walmart side you're looking closely at the competition? Yeah, um, I think um, it benefits us that one, we have our internal team where we're covering both channels so we can, you know, identify trends across both and and review the data together. I also think, you know, on the Walmart side, we're using Helium 10 as well. Obviously, it's not quite as robust as the data y'all have available on Amazon, but still tracking keyword trends. Go back, look at that trend last year, um, just identifying some patterns. Also, you know, we might not have as much competitor data on the Walmart side, but you can still plug that competitor into Helium 10 and see their search volume, right? Like, how are you benchmarking against your competition? Do you need to be bringing more um, customers into the fold with some upper funnel tactics? So we'll be looking at some of that. The last piece of it is that share of voice data that we get. Um, so we do have an API partner. We work with PackView. Um, they house all of our data for us and then gets us access to that share of voice information. So look at what your competition's doing. You know, you can see kind of your paid organic share through that. Um, and, and identify where you need to kind of clean up what you're doing from an ad strategy perspective to really make sure you're buttoned up and ready to go for Jan 1. That's a great point. And then goes without saying, inventory, inventory, inventory. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know, during this time, sell-through is hot. And if you're not replenishing now, you will make you will miss out on the New Year, New You period. So um, as you know, both on the Walmart and the Amazon side, promotional periods are more prominent than ever before. Both um, retailers have run promotional events at a higher velocity than they have in years past and for a longer duration, which just means you need a closer eye on your inventory and you need to make sure that you're replenishing more frequently. I know on Michelle's side, um, specific to the ads, that is a huge detriment to your overall ad performance. So you can't really make an argument that your ads are performing well if you don't have the inventory to back it up. Um, but just make sure that if you haven't already, you're looking at inventory at least on a weekly basis and replenishing um, based on future demand as well there. Um, But Michelle, always great to have you. I know we're going to make sure that we recap New Year, New You when the period completes um, with Michelle and also go through some of these new updates as Michelle and team are able to um, start rolling them out and, and really testing overall. That way we can kind of compare how they perform on Walmart versus Amazon and give you guys some of our insights there. Um, But Michelle, it's, it's always a pleasure and we will talk to you all soon. Awesome. Thanks, Delaney.
Thanks, everyone. Bye.